I think it's fair to say that we like the mountaintop. There's something in us that likes to look up. Okay? You think about it. You never tell someone, hey, why don't you cheer down today? You want them to cheer. And as much as you want to stay down, when that alarm clock goes off in the morning, you know it's time to wake up. Now, sometimes we know we just have to perk up and never give up. But it's hard, though. It's hard when we keep seeing everyone around us. They seem to be building up and moving on up while we seem to stay down. And of course, I've seen some of you, it only makes sense to jump up when that little spider shows up. And we all know people who should lighten up. And some of us know what it means to be told to straighten up. And I'm not even going to mention anything about makeup being set up or lined up. It's because sometimes we have to step up, put up, or pay up, don't we? You know, and who doesn't love the movie Up? Now, I know some of you think more preachers should learn to shut up. But, you know, preachers could say a lot less if more of you learn to listen up. But keep your heads up, because I'm about to wrap up soon enough, then we can pack up, go home, or go eat up. Amen, he says. I know that's right. Now, friends, you and I, I think, have all seen these images of uh, victory, images of determination, culmination of hard work, vigor. Someone ends up at the top of a mountain. You've seen the motivational posters. You've seen the commercials. When you made it to the top, you've made it up. You've overcome. And that is where I think many of us like to be. There's something about us that looks up, and that wants to be up. And so I think we can understand some of what Peter is feeling way up on the mountain. Jesus, Peter, James, and John had gone up on the mountain to pray. And as Jesus was praying, something happened to him. Luke says, literally, he was transformed. Formed. Now, why he was there, he was transformed and his chain, his clothes even changed color. He became dazzling white, whiter than any light you've ever seen. And while he was there also, two other figures in biblical history show up, Moses and Elijah. And as Peter is there. You know, he knows who these other two people are, and you get a sense that he's beginning to see what is happening to Jesus, and that something about what is happening to Jesus right in front of his very eyes is doing something to him. In all honesty, I don't know what happened to Jesus there up on the mountain. One of the kids had asked me last night, and I gave an answer that said something to the effect of, I don't know. And Gloria said, that's your pastoral response? (laughs) Yeah. Now, I know you can hear people who say, well, this happened to Jesus, and this started happening to him, and he began to do this. They weren't there. They don't know. 
All Luke tells us is that he was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white. But as we think about Jesus up on that mountain, we like to think of the what happened up there, quite frankly. We want to know the details, what's really going on. But I really think that Luke's greater emphasis is not on what happened to Jesus, but what may have happened to those disciples. And what may happen to you and I as we read and hear this story again and again. See, Luke tells us something very important that happened up on that mountain. They, meaning Peter, James, and John, they saw his glory. As Jesus stood there transformed and they entered into this cloud amongst themselves, they saw Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Now those three disciples knew who those two people were. They knew that Moses was the great man of the law. They knew that Elijah was the great prophet. And here those two great cats are talking with Jesus. And what that is indicating about Jesus, I think to us should be very clear that everything about the law and everything about what the prophet spoke about God and about us is all fulfilled and is all right here in Jesus. And there's something that Peter, James, and John recognized about that conversation that Jesus was having with Moses and Elijah. But Luke says, they saw his glory. And friends, when we are up with God, we see God's glory. When we are close with God, we see the glory of God. Because God meets us. I'd like to think and I'd like to hope that our, our Sunday mornings here are a time for us to be with God, are in some sense a mountaintop where we come up to be with God. Sometimes it's Sunday morning, sometimes it's a, a spiritual retreat where we go away to get up with God. For some of us, we've learned to find God in the everyday. And so when we're out gardening, we feel close up with God. Some of us out on the road feel close and up with God. You know your experiences. You know your faith. We have those times and those moments when we feel closest to God. When we can say in some way that we have gone up with God and we see God's glory. And of course, as Peter is up there on the mountain with God. As Peter is seeing the glory of God right in front of his, pe- his face, he wants to stay there. Wouldn't you too? Wouldn't you want to stay in the presence of God? I mean, you know what life is like. Of course we'd want to stay in the presence of God. And Peter says almost comically, look, Peter, I want to, Jesus, I want to stay here so much So much so that I'll get the tents ready for you and Moses and Elijah and we can stay up here. But as they are talking, and as they're in that cloud, a voice appears. Remember over the last couple of weeks I have 
tried to remind you, we have reminded each other that God speaks. And guess what God did high up on that mountain? God spoke. God said, this is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Now, after the smoke has cleared and the disciples are wiping the sleep from their eyes, I can kind of envision Peter thinking to himself, we'll start talking, Jesus. I'll listen to you all day up here, Jesus. My reputation down there isn't all that great, but if you'll start talking right now, I will listen to you up here. And I think we feel the same way sometimes. God, if you'll just speak to me now, I'll keep serving you or I'll keep praying. I'll do my best to stay in those kind of moments. God, if you'll just speak. But it's in the story of Jesus' transfiguration. It's in the story of James, Peter, and John with Jesus going up the mountain that we realize our desire to want to stay up. But we also realize God's call to get down. Now, if my knee wasn't feeling so bad, I would have done a little get down gesture. Because I want this to stick with y'all. Because we want to stay up But God wants us to get down. Y'all with me? See, I don't think you are. (laughs) God wants us to get down. It's when they came down from the mountain that the crowd met Jesus. And this is what I want you to realize. Peter's experience on that mountain, when Peter and James and John saw the glory of God right before them, That experience did nothing for that father who was waiting down the mountain. That experience did nothing for that son who was convulsing over and over and over. You see, they saw Jesus transformed, but nothing about what was going on down here changed because of it. Those other disciples who didn't go up the mountain, they tried to take care of the situation, but they couldn't do anything. And I always wonder, why didn't Jesus sort of put Peter, James, and John on the spot? All right, you guys just saw this great thing? Get to work. Let me see a miracle from you. Now that you know how good I am, now that you've seen my glory, now that you've been in my presence in this most powerful way, Make a miracle happen for this family right here. I always wonder why Jesus didn't do that. But I think it's because they remembered those words of God. That God told them to listen to Jesus. Now, we stopped reading, but if we were to go one more verse, this might be one of the first things Jesus tells his disciples after coming down the mountain. Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands. Human hands, I think, that are so eager to be up that they'll do what they have to do to get up. 
Human hands that only desire to be up. Human hands that will do everything they can and forget their calling to get down from the mountain. You see, friends, those who have been called by God up on the mountain are also called to get down. That's the first thing that happens from the mountain. They can't even get off the mountain before realizing that there is still stuff in this world that people and them have to deal with. Those who have been called up were also called to get down and dirty and serve those who are downtrodden. To serve and heal and love those who are feeling down in the dumps. And can those who are down and out trust that we will be faithful to God's call to love and serve? Are we willing to get down on our knees to pray, to wash some feet, to serve? Are we willing to come down and be God's presence for those who need God's presence? You see, I hope that our Sunday time of worship is an up time for you. A time when we can meet God, where we can hear God, where hopefully God speaks to us. A time when we can recharge ourselves, a time when we can feel like God is hearing us and we are praying to God. But I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, you know that we can't stay here all the time. I hope that even though it sounds good to be so devoted to church work and doing this at the church and taking care of that, Sometimes we can be, as they say, so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. That's what happens when we don't realize that we are called to get down. I hope that you know that what we do up here matters down there. I hope that you know that when we come together and pray together, when we worship together, when we give together, when we see each other's smiles and we share in those holy hugs and holy kisses up here, it prepares us for everything we have to deal with down there. It gets us ready for every chance we have to be in ministry of love and healing and peace to anyone who is waiting for us down there. So sisters and brothers, we have come here to meet God and I hope in some way you have and you will. But I hope you'll be willing to get down too. Let's pray. Oh gracious God, we are here by your calling. You have created this space and this time for us. You have given us your Holy Spirit to meet us here. So God, for your willingness to come to us, to come down to this earth so that we can know what love and mercy looks like in Jesus, we thank you and ask that we can learn to look at him, to look at the one who calls us up, to look at his willingness to get down with those who needed him, that we could follow his example, that we could be the power and presence of you, God. 
And that through us, others might see how great you are. In Jesus' name. Amen.